class emails where we answer your burning questions about a show that hasn't been on the air in like 15 years. But Jeff, yeah, it's on CBS online no, now. It's not. it's not. I've never heard of that. What the fuck are you talking about? It's $5 to watch all your favorite bullshit like Blue Bloods. And Star Trek's Discovery Zone. Is Blue Bloods the name of a real television series? Yeah, it's like old people TV. It's like what my grandparents watch. It's mm. stupid. Wait, is Tom Selleck on that? Yes. Uh, Magnum P.I., you've fallen. I know, he's a Blue Blood now. It's about policemen and how tough their job is. Nah. I'm Jeff. <laughs> I'm Josh. And Shut we're up. just a couple of Trek boys who love... Trek boy! <laughs> Who love reading emails from you, Trek boys. Trek boys! <laughs> I'm just going to do Trek voice real fast from now on. Trek boys! Trek boys! <laughs> uh, let's answer some emails. What do you say? Number one email, go. <laughs> Only one. We're doing one tonight, everybody. It's a long one. Our first email of the night is from Charles. 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 Who says, hey there, Jeff and Josh. Hi. Thanks for reading my email on air a few weeks back. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Me and my wife got a kick out of you liking it. This time it may be a bit wordy, but I have a double pitch it or ditch it for you. Uh-oh. Pitch it or ditch it, baby. We need a fucking theme song for this part. <laughs> on board the NX-01 Enterprise... Mm-hmm. The ship runs back into the Zarellians. Is that how that's pronounced? Is that the uh, the weirdos who float inside of people and stuff? Maybe. It's X-Y-R-I-L-L-I-A-N. X-Y-R-I-L-L-I-A-N. Zarellians. 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 The ship runs back oh, into oh, the Zarellians. Oh, they're the little... They're, they're the people who... Uh, they're like little mutant people, like little lizard people, and the, they, it makes Trip pregnant. Yeah. Trip gets pregnant. They, he's, he mentions that Tucker got pregnant. Yeah. And he goes to meet his own grown daughter. Oh, boy. Doctor, Is he alive? I don't think he's alive. I don't know. Dr. Flox is having fun socializing with the species, but while Tucker shows his daughter around the engine bay, an accident injures her. Oh, no. Flo- <laughs> Josh is watching the episode right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got really sad. Flox takes her to sick bay, but lets the Zerillians in to care for her with their own medicines. After a few scans, Flox discovers that their natural medicine grown on the ship is just a placebo. What? And when, tri- <laughs> and when Trip's daughter gains consciousness, she asks Flocks to treat her. The Zerillians uh-huh. insist that they know best, and outside treatments would be impure and unnatural and all kinds of other alien nonsense. Uh-huh. And they attempt to take over Sick Bay. What? Flocks finishes the treatment, saying if they want to peddle false hope to the sick, they can do it without calling themselves doctors. Nice. Good one, Flox. I like Doctor episodes. Doctor episodes are good. Uh, I feel like the Zerillians wouldn't be like this, because they're kind of, like, normal. Like, they're kind of, like, just, like, regular people. All aliens have stupid alien nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they don't really... Like, they're they're pretty, like, advanced, and they don't really, like, have a problem with with things. So, like, I don't know if if this would be a thing. But I do... If it... Yeah, I don't it know. Doesn't I, have it to could be, be them. 
Because I mean, yeah, it could be somebody else. Yeah, I think it would work better. Because I think this is like an anti-boxer. Yes, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Oh, so shit, I would he pick- says that. Yeah, Star Trek is a reflection of the time, so I think an episode about the anti-science, anti-voxer, all-natural movement is necessary for Is nowadays. there not an episode like this? I feel like there is. It sounds feel- very familiar. I feel like there's something like this. There's got. I mean, there's But I mean, if, be, there's, but- if there's not, then I think there should be, because yeah. like I, Star Trek is a reflection of the times. There's always, like, a metaphor for a real-world problem right. in a science fiction setting. Yeah. And that is a real ass problem. Yeah, you gotta get vaccinated because diseases, they don't give a fuck about whatever. Like, they'll just. Diseases do not care about your political beliefs. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, you're dead now. (laughs) And not only are you dead or your child's dead, but like, the virus then mutates. So the vaccination isn't even gonna work anymore. Yeah, it's it's good. Get Just get vaccinated. Just do it, motherfuckers. It's. I wonder if that's how humanity is going to eventually be wiped out. Just, like, Maybe. viruses. Maybe. That would be a bad one. Yeah, that's that a would bad be one. a very bad one. We're so good at medicine, though. Like, it's tough to think. Like, I, I feel like we've reached a point, as long as, like, we don't fuck ourselves over with, like, nuclear weapons, where, like, medicine can, like, keep up with that pretty well now you know dude, like even ebola is like pretty manageable yeah which is crazy that's crazy dude i hate to say like i hate to be this person right but like the idea that we figure out what causes cancer is actually a little terrifying to me well we need because, to be able to leave because that's the first step towards curing it which is the absolute perfect reason to be searching for that right. but we also live in a world where everything is weaponized Right. And weaponized cancer is one of the most terrifying ideas I could that's possibly like, uh, think of. That's like fucking, yeah, it's like Walking Dead or like whatever, you know, like like a Resident Evil. You yeah, know? like the T-virus and yeah, shit. Yeah, the T-virus yeah. and shit. Yeah, man. We need to, well, we need to like be able to like go places that aren't Earth before we start like curing death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to live on this planet with all these fucking people. <laughs> Forever is like being obliterated year by year. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. yeah. we are the virus. That's, yeah, that's humanity is the true virus. A virus, Mister Anderson. <laughs> uh, next is a Voyager pitch it or ditch it by Charles. Ditch it. Uh, it might be one of the ten good ones. You don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, listen. I'm sorry, Charles. The doctor discovers that by rerouting a few systems, he can interface directly with the holosuite, meaning the ship mm. wouldn't spend the energy to create holograms, mm. and giving him something to do as opposed to just being turned off. The doctor starts being summoned to sickbay in his holodeck clothes, powdered wigs one day, samurai armor the next, and even old <laughs> Starfleet outfits. Spending all of his time there and not noticing the debilitating symptoms popping up in the crew, things go south. Mutations start popping up, and Kess loses Uh control of the situation. Oh, Kess is here? I guess this is an early one. Okay. Uh, The doctor realizes what's happening in time to synthesize the vaccine, but too little, too late. Captain Janeway removes his direct connection to the holodeck and gives him a formal reprimand in his record, treating him like she would any other crewman. Oh no, he got yelled at. This is a Barkley episode, just with the doctor yeah, instead. This is a Barkley episode, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck it. 
I, I would rather have a Barkley episode on Voyager than an yeah. eighty-one on the Voyager cast episode. That's a better. That's a better plot to like most Voyager episodes. So I'm gonna pitch yeah, that one. I will pitch that one. Um, yeah. Hope you like the pitches and ditches, and keep on recording. <laughs> keep on recording the show that we're doing right now. <laughs> Thank you for that email, Charles. I hope you and your wife got a kick out of us reading it again. I love you. Wow. You just met this man. <laughs> he, he he I fell in love with his words. Okay, I understand. I was there. It was like I was there. <laughs> you were there. I was uh, there. I was into it. Our next email is from Sean, but not Sean Dupree. Alright, here's the thing, everybody's parents. Stop naming everyone the same name. <laughs> hey, there's three Jeffs in your stream. So <laughs> I won't stop streaming until I have a million Jeffs in my stream. All the Jeffs in the world. <laughs> this guy's gone mad with Jeff Power. Ah, Jeff Skeletor. <laughs> it's me, Skeletor. He man. <laughs> he man. I'll drink your ass like wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference. Maybe three people will get. Uh, no one. <laughs> um. I wonder how these Trek boys are going to get themselves out of this one. Cute General Lee honk. <laughs> now it's... Same fucking I have to know that shit. because I live in the South. If I don't know yeah. that, they will shoot me with the myriad guns that surround me at all times. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Josh. I'm going to cut straight to the meat of this email. Do you remember that one episode of Voyager where the hologram doctor is temporarily in command of the ship and has something like the equivalent of fleet commander or some shit as his ranking? He had like yeah. 10 pips on his collar or something. Yeah. yeah. How much of a slap in the face is that to the first female captain we see on televised Trek things? Oh, I think that like, I mean, I think that's the joke, right? Is yeah. that he's like an egomaniac. So like Yeah, I think that's that's a joke more than it is like yeah. he's a dude so he gets the ranks. Yeah, no, there is, like, I mean, there is, like, Fleet Commander, but, like, they're not, like, I don't know. I feel like, like Janeway like made, it, made out a little bit better being the first female captain than, like, Cisco did having to go half his series being a commander. I know. That's the worst one. Yeah. That's the shitty one. That's the one that really always pisses me off to think about. Yeah, it's like, why didn't you just make him a captain? <laughs> like, why didn't you just make him that? I like, don't know. Uh, I'm sure they have some bullshit behind the scenes reason, but you we know why they didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, the the flyovers would have gone mad about it. Yeah, Obama, uh, a president? I mean, captain. <laughs> uh, anyway, on to the fan favorite, Sean Dupree's "Pitch It or Ditch It," which isn't you. You're the other. He's Sean. the other Sean. Let me write this down. This is complicated. And he he put like a copyright mark, a registration mark, and a TM at the end of Pitch Damn. It or Ditch It. So sh Boston Sean Dupree has this shit on lock. Dude's getting paid every time we say it. Pitch It or Ditch It. <laughs> on the Voyager series, what if there was a Twilight Zone ditch type it. episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Dude, what is with you people in Voyager? This show sucks. Yeah. Pick a different, better show. There's four better ones. On the Voyager series, what if there was a Twilight Zone type episode where the Doctor, using his mobile holographic emitter and the various bullshit that that thing does, mm -hmm. and he slowly starts replacing members of the crew with holograms of themselves. No one notices until someone passes through a hologram version of, let's say, Tom Paris, causing oh. massive panic. 
aboard the ship in a kind yeah, of yeah that body would be like a way. that would be a shut the computer down type of situation we can't shut the computer down captain it's not responding <laughs> oh shit fly us into a sun because <laughs> we're on voyager i don't really have an end to it i just want to see what kind of shit that could cause i think that would freak them out hard because like the captain's already weird about him being on all the time because you're not supposed to leave him on no that's but, why he developed a personality the way right he did. it's like the droids in star wars you gotta like delete them every now and then and then they go back to normal but like after after voyager like uh in the canon of sto like there are photonics so like they get rights and shit oh yeah as um, they should which, yeah which they kind of like allude to in voyager anyway where like uh there's all the like the old mark one uh hollow uh emergency holographic medical people and they're like in a mine Oh, and they're yeah. like, and they like read his story, and they like get inspired by it, which is kind of kind of neat. Yeah, that's that's um, one of the ten good ones. But if if he started like replacing people, like that would be a major problem. What is he doing with them? I don't know. He- like this makes him out to be like some sort of a murderer. I think, which isn't really yeah, the doctor's style. Yeah, he w- he's not programmed to kill people. I mean, he's a doctor. He's programmed like, to do the exact opposite of kill people. Yeah. He's a dickwad, but he's like a goofy asshole. Yeah, like he's not. I don't know. It's a great. I I like that concept though. That he like. That he like. Uh, Maybe he's taken over by some sort of like. Yeah, yeah. AI or something. Sure, like uh, something happens. It like inter his mobile emitter interfaces with like an alien thing or something, and it makes him. You know, maybe they're like photonics also or something. You know what I mean? I bet in the future of STO, androids still don't have shit for rights besides Data. I don't think well, there Data's are Well, Data's dead many. anyway. It's his B4. No, now. he's back. He's back. He's back? He's Data. Because Data downloads Data? his brain. Yeah, because Data puts his brain in B4's head, That's remember? kind of fucked up, actually. It's like Spock. It's like the same thing as Spock. I know. It's still kind of fucked up, though. B4 doesn't get to have a life just because he's no, dumb. fuck B4. Fuck B4. He's just dumb. You can't just replace his brain because he's dumb. Fuck. Maybe he's like super Piccolo. Maybe he's like Piccolo <laughs> and... Uh, Kami. Kami. Yeah, yeah maybe, they yeah. fuse together. It's they Piccolo, fuse together. Nail, and Kami. Nail. Together. That's the other one, yeah. Nail was cool because he was like calm Piccolo. Yeah, he was like dope Piccolo. Piccolo's like ah Piccolo. <laughs> That's my Piccolo impression. That was really good. Ah! As good as your Goldor impression. Rangers. <laughs> I just like that impression. Uh, anyway, hey, keep what about on. Me? Oh no. Anyway, away, keep guy. on doing the good work. Keep on recording more questions later. We're going to ask more. Uh, P.S. I'm totally in that falls asleep to Futurama club. Yes. Finally, more. It did that shit all the time when it was on Adult Swim slash Comedy Central, Comedy Central slash Netflix, and now Hulu. Yeah, I know. You gotta get Hulu. I gotta get my Hulu back. I like got rid of it, and yeah, like I got I was rid of because I barely ever use it. I, I never why. used it, but now Futurama's there, so like that's worth like whatever it is a month now. I started watching Ash versus Evil Dead. Have you Yo, that, that show's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. I'm on it's really fucking now. funny. It's really funny. It's crazy. It, like it, shit's not gone crazy yet, but it is really funny. What's great about it is like it just doesn't give a shit, and that's great. Because it's just like, we're doing this now. And there's like, it's just nuts. Like, it's nuts. I can't wait. 
It's good. It's a good show. No yawning! I thought you were going to keep talking. Fuck! Um, you blow up! Now they know we're recording this late at night! We talk about that all the time, don't we? <laughs> they didn't know. Our next email <laughs> comes from Wilmer, who says, Hello, my handsomest Trek boys. Wilmer from uh, the, uh, the that that 70 70 show? show? Wilmer Valderrama? It's gotta be. It's him. Thanks, Wilmer. I, I, I don't know if we say stuff. last names on here, because his last name is actually in here, and it's not Valderrama. Oh, well, that's a lie. It's him. It's him. It's really him. <laughs> also, Trek Boys! Trek Boys! I've been a longtime follower of the Josh Tenuverse, oh and a medium-time fan of Star Trek, and a new-time fan of Jeff. Nice. Uh, super glad to see that you also have a common writer podcast as I really enjoy the original series, or at least what I've seen before a family member knocked over my external HD, which had my totally legal copies of Common Rider on it. Hmm. Uh, Interesting you would add that in there. Totally <laughs> legal. Uh, thank you so much, though. I'm glad that you're a fan, and I'm glad you I like don't my know other anything. podcast. I don't know anything about it except for they drive, like, bug motorcycles. Most of them just drive regular motorcycles. Oh, oh, oh. But well, then they're dumb. There is one that drives a bug motorcycle that is alive. He's a, Oh, the motorcycle's alive? Yes. That's pretty cool. I like him. His name is Common Rider Black. Yeah, I saw you drawing him once. Yes. I'm an artist, everybody. <laughs> and Josh, keep up the great work in everything you do. You've brought me hours of hilarity, and I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm glad that you enjoy everything that me and Jeff do. It's very nice to hear that. Yeah. It makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Send money. <laughs> Give me your money. <laughs> I originally started watching Star Trek in high school when I discovered that my local My TV Jacks channel would show TOS on Saturday evenings as well as other old sci-fi shows right before nice. the, Sv the Svengali horror movie. Svengali oh, yeah. horror movie. Nice. <laughs> and since then, I've been that a That sounds fan. great. That sounds like a really great like channel. <laughs> I, yeah, love that that I love that shit. I love that shit. I love that. Sadly, I haven't been able to watch the whole of Star Trek, but you boys are pushing me to do it. I've already totally legally obtained copies of TOS and TNG, and they're ready there's, to go. There's that again. That's interesting. It's, it's weird that he keeps pointing out that it's totally legal. Yeah, well, I mean, you would assume it was. I mean, I don't... <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> they You said that they include that because you said it. Why do they keep including it when they know I'm the one that reads the emails now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, anyway, I've made sure to catch up with the entire podcast to be able to ask this. Oh, shit. I know that teleporters can completely map all of your atoms and send them to wherever they're being teleported, but how does it deal with the bacteria in and on your body? As I'm sure you guys know, bacteria are everywhere, and not all bacteria are bad. Oh, you mean? Oh, yeah. We have an entire bacterial flora, both on our skin and gut, which helps us in digestion, vitamin production, yeah. and even protection from other more harmful bacteria. Would uh -huh. a teleporter have to account for all these species living on us? What about the harmful bacteria? Bacteria yeah. provide a level of DNA expression regulation. So would the teleporter have to analyze which bacteria interact with us in a beneficial way and get rid of the bad bacteria? Yeah. Would this mean that bacterial infections could be gotten rid of using similar technology? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. They yeah, talk, that's they it, talk right? about that all the time. Like, yeah, they they can get rid of diseases by running someone through a teleporter. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's real simple. Like you just do it that way. Also, like if a teleporter can map every. Uh, which is, as far as we know, impossible to do, uh, yes. just because of like electrons can't be mapped. Like you don't know where an electron is in an atom or in an atom. Atomically, a human being could be mapped theoretically. Theoretically, I was reading yeah. About this theoretically, yeah. a human being could be mapped, but the amount of data that would be required to map the human, the anat- the atomic structure of a human being, is so unbelievably vast that we aren't even within one one billionth. Yeah, it would be like a table. computer like the size of like the half the like universe or so. it's like some crazy fucking it's like insane. Like but like you have you figure you have a computer that can just do that, like why why wouldn't it just also map like a single celled organism? You know, like there's that's a, easy to there's do. There's a term for that as well. Like the filter. The Heisen the Heisenberg compensator. Yes. That's what maps the... So the Heisenberg uncertainty principles states that and an atom... Because atoms, like, um, electrons in an atom don't orbit like we are like we learned. That's bullshit. No. What happens they is... They, they don't orbit gravitationally in the same way they that pop, like, planets orbit around the sun. They pop in and out of points around the atom. So, like, you never know where it's going to be. And we don't know why it does that yet. Like, we don't know... That's like quantum physics. Like, we don't know why it does that yet. If you can figure out why it does that, you'll be the most famous human being that's ever lived. Oh, yeah. They'll so. definitely name the technology after you. It won't be the yeah. Heisenberg filter anymore. It'll be you, yeah. the Wilmer filter. You just invented, like, quantum fucking physics, like, t- in, like, the next level. Like, that's, like, the next thing, right? That's the next, like, frontier is, like, how does that shit work? Um, they they talk about that in several TOS episodes even. Like they talk about it yeah. a lot in TNG because you know somebody ends up on board and they have some sort of like space madness or whatever and they're like, "Well, why <laughs> didn't the bacteria yeah. scrubbers get rid of it or whatever?" Right, right. And uh, space madness. <laughs> <laughs> I like space, but it's it's like been around since tele- like teleportation was perfected like transporters were created with this function in mind yeah because otherwise you could be bringing like beaming things up from the surface of planets or something that could completely contaminate your entire ship well yeah that's why in enterprise they don't they don't use the transporter that they have for people in the beginning of the show because they don't want to do it Mm -hmm. because they're like fuck that so they go down everywhere in a shuttle like in star wars how they do it um, but when they come back, they have to go into the decontamination room, and like they have to sit in there for a while. They have to go in the decontamination room and then sexily rub blue shit all over each other. Yeah, they have to turn the lights down real low, and then like, <laughs> fucking like Kenny G starts playing over the speakers <laughs> in there. I was gonna say like Careless Whisper starts playing, <laughs> and then T'Pol is like in a, a pawn far. She gets the pawn far disease automatically as soon as yeah, she enters she, the room every time. She wants to fuck. Because uh, it's a CW show. Of course. Uh, sorry if this question is a bit off the beaten path, but after almost four years of undergrad bio, I end up relating it to everything. No, it's great. I love this stuff. Yeah, I love, I love this, the science's like, track. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there is a definite ability to differentiate between the types of bacteria on a human being and inside yeah. of a human being. Yeah, it would just know. It would just be a part of its function. 
Our next email <clears throat> is from Yakub. Yakub. Who says, salutations. <laughs> I, greetings. <laughs> greetings and salutations. <laughs> I cut up with all the episodes of the current collection, partially because of your ruse. You trek scamps, you! Shakespeare. Uh, we didn't even... We didn't even talk about the uh, the April Fool's joke. <laughs> we we got a lot of people with that joke. It's great. I love it. I'm glad we did it because I didn't want to do episode. that episode. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't. Neither of us wanted to watch the episode, and also Josh is still yeah. trying to like get me real heavy into Enterprise. Yeah, I don't need you fuck us watching like the shittiest episode. It sucks. <laughs> I don't even watch that episode when I watch it. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking skip this one. I just didn't want... I wanted the bad episodes collection to be over, and, like, it was the yeah. last one we were going to have to do, and I was just yeah. like, fuck it, April Fool's is coming up. Let's just yeah, use let's that as an that. excuse. Yeah, so next time, uh, don't make us watch bad episodes, <laughs> and especially don't make us do it near April Fool's. It's Really, you set yourself up. Yeah, it's your fault. You uh, <laughs> you set up the bad episodes collection sometime during a year that had April Fool's in it, so... <laughs> Maybe wait till it's done. <laughs> um, I struggled to get through Profit and Lace. It felt like I was watching an American family sitcom instead of a thought-provoking sci-fi show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's because it's a really bad sitcom-y episode. The Ferengi characters felt like Muppet caricatures of an alien family. <laughs> They really are, and like, well, they are anyway, right? Some, like, the, there's some sort of a weird running gag in that episode about uh, Rom being gay, I guess. Is there? I don't remember that. Like, he just knows a lot about being a woman, and everyone keeps. Oh, looking right, at him like weird. he's a feminine. Like, yeah, this is the future, man. Yeah, they wouldn't care. Maybe, but like, that's the thing, though. Like, because they're Ferengi and they're super sexist, right? Yeah. Like, because Ferengi are typically really sexist. So may like maybe that, I guess but I it think it makes I sense on that level. But it still has no place in a Star Trek. But I series. think even Lita looks at him like yeah. what, and it's like, and she grew up on a planet where the sexes are one hundred percent equal and always have yeah. been. Why would she care? Like why? Yeah, it wouldn't even. She'd be like, whatever. I also don't understand why they didn't just show Nilva women in the workforce. The station is full of examples. That would totally negate the need for the whole sex change plot, but Quark could still learn a lesson about equality and workplace behavior. Yeah, yeah, he had to get a sex change. But then you don't get a funny scene where a guy tries to rape her. Ha <laughs> 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 cue audience laughter. I'm not going to edit it in, but just picture <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's uncomfortable funny. at all. <laughs> it's funny, because they're aliens and they're not people. Gah. It's like, yeah, nah, I know. It's 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 a it's a bad episode. It's a bad one. Threshold. Hmm. Ditch it. <laughs> what can be said about an episode that doesn't have any consequences? Yeah. I hate that they just healed the lizards back into humans during a cut. They just yep. found them and then bada bing, bada cut, Tom Paris is back to his sad self. Oh, by the way, you're humans again. <laughs> There was some potential, I guess, to make the mutation plot into a half-season-long thread so that they're slowly changed back and the rest of the crew has to pick up the responsibilities of the captain and the... Yeah. White guy? That's, that, that's <laughs> what they would do, like, now. That's, like, what they do in Discovery, where they run with, like, a thing. And that doesn't always work, either. Like, you can't just be, like... 
you can't write yourself into like a, a season long corner, right? Like, well, the thing is, you can write like a plot that goes on a half season from a single episode idea, but not right. this one. Well, ex- exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's that's my point. Yeah, yeah, like, like it needs to be better and it needs to be thought out. Like, what would they? What would they do? Just live in sick bay as catfish? Yes. Like, what would that? What would happen? Like, also, Tom Paris is not just the white guy. He's also the pilot for some reason. He's also the sassy white guy, he, which that's the f- best kind of white guy. <laughs> like, he's the pilot for some reason, even though he was a criminal and now he's an ensign. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I hate him. <laughs> uh, I didn't mind Terra Nova's concept. Uh, I'm not going to understand anything you're about to say, by the way. I didn't watch it. Oh, I got, Never I got it. it. <laughs> uh, but all the exposition gymnastics are ridiculous padding. First, they try to convince the Novans to give their officer back. Then they try to heal them. Then to make them remember their predecessors. Then to relocate them. Just Mm. reshoot the episode so that the Novans are were pangolins. (laughs) Also, why are the color-coded shoulder pad ribbon whatever misaligned on every crew member? I never noticed that. The left one is never on the same level as the right one. It makes it look like the zipper technology didn't advance past the 90s, and there's no (laughs) way to zip it up wrong. (laughs) A thing you guys made me pay attention to in Trek is the suits and how they subtly change between movies or series. The suits in this episode look like knockoffs. There's little attention to detail. Yeah, they're not the best uniforms. I like, like, I... I like the idea of the the Enterprise uniform that they're still kind of NASA like, right? Yeah. Like, like they're they're old, like they're they're still like space explorers, so like they need like a jumpsuit type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they don't have like uniforms, so to speak, because they're not the Federation yet. So like, I like that. Um, but they're they look bad now. I don't really the like color- their uniforms that much. The colors are bad. Like it. it I could go with a darker blue. Yeah. Like a more navy blue would work better, I think. Um, the, maybe a gray or something the, would be the really thing with good. The blue is like they use a filter on all the episodes where everything yeah. kind of looks blue anyway. Yeah. So, so nobody it's super stands blue. out. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I don't know. It, it, they're not the best, but like I do like that they're not, uh, they're not so close to like, Star Trek where you're like, oh, well, this feels too much like that. You know what I mean? I, mean, I think it would have been worse to have been like, oh, it's like TOS. Because, like, it, that wouldn't make sense. You I mean, know? they it's used like, the, the Wrath of Khan uniform for, like, a hundred years, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> use that shit forever. Yeah. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Starfleet uniforms that are, uh, like, don't utilize the three-color setup very heavily. Yeah, I, I like the three-color setup. I think it makes perfect sense. Like, they like, do use that setup, but it's just this little thin stripes on the shoulders. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, I, it's, I like the DS9 uniforms with the gray padded shoulders, but, I mean, I they do those. have a really big neck collar that's in yeah. one of the three colors. Yeah, I'm cool with, like... um, I'm cool with, like the gray i think the gray looks the best honestly i think but the yeah they TNG, have the collar the second uniform with the collar is the best uniform in trek history 
The best one is Captain Picard's fuck it smoking jacket. <laughs> where he's like, I'm not wearing the uniform, number one. Fuck it. He's wearing a gray version of the uniform with nothing on it that's made out of, like, yeah. it's like a sweater. And then he just yeah. has a, a suede jacket on, on top yep. of it. It's just a fucking, like, velour coat <laughs> that he wears. It's, like, fancy as shit. Anyway. Number one, replicate me another velour coat. <laughs> so comfy. I love it. Anyway, here's a collection suggestion. The <gasps> same, but better, or Ooh. redeeming episodes. Oh my god, okay. This, Those are two very good ones. This collection allows the show to speak for itself. For each of the child, there's dozens of very well-written and structured episodes. Some of them might have a similar plot, and maybe it's done better. Mm-hmm. I recently watched The Schizoid Man from TNG Season 2. Oh, yeah. It's a similar premise to the Spock's brain episode of TOS. Mm -hmm. The main plot of the episode is that an away team is sent to tend to a sick, eccentric man who they soon find out is Data's grandpa. Mm -hmm. The man then uploads himself into Data so he can live on an android body and suppresses Data's personality. I suppose you'd present the episodes in pairs in order to compare them. They don't really have to be compared against the worst episodes. I'm sure there yeah. are episodes of similar themes, but because of the time they were created or the creator's influences may just not be as good as some of the other examples from the series. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. We'll put that into consideration. Yeah, that would require us to think a little bit, and we're dumb. Mm, two of the dumbest boys in the galaxy. Dumb boys! Dumb boys! <laughs> Yours, slimiest in the galaxy, Yakub. <laughs> The slimiest email in the galaxy. <laughs> Our next email is from the legend himself. Oh, shit. Boston Sean Dupree. Oh, my God. He's graced us again with his presence. <laughs> to all my Trek boys out there. Trek boys. Trek boys. <laughs> Big fan of Ferengi here. I'm watching mm. through DS9, and I find myself nodding along with Quark. Not so much oh, here, no. though. <laughs> oh, no. Don't. Don't. Not not so much in profit and lace is what he's saying. <laughs> also, like, what is up with big fan of blank here? Like, a lot of people are starting to write emails and say that. Big fan of blank. Like, big fan of Ferengi here. Big fan of Cowboy Wharf here. Like, just <laughs> just a lot. I of love them. it. I love it. Keep saying That's it. Fine. I want to know what people like. Big fan of Cowboy Wharf. <laughs> That's the only episode I'll watch. So I've decided to put the two of you to the task to determine who is the better Trek boy. Oh, God. Cue that TOS fight to the death theme. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I call this... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be... <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I'm doing the totally wrong thing. I call this game Trivia Time. Oh, God, another game. Shit, fuck. <laughs> Fuck, I hate games. I hate video God games. Goddamn. Now I gotta try and think and stuff. Fuck. Question one. Who was the only actress to perform an all-Star Trek series before her death in 2008? Majel Barrett. Majel Barrett. That's an easy one. We uh, both knew that one. He has he has these, like, marked out, but not, like, all the way, so you can still kind of see the, the answers, and I'm trying my hardest not to look at them. Oh, well, that's fine. I don't mean, whatever. In DS9, what is the theme that the runabouts are named after, Josh? <sighs> I know the, this one. Oh, Rivers. Yes. Oh, it's Earth rivers. rivers. Yeah, Earth Rivers. Can you name 
three of them. The Yangtze. Rio Grande. Rio Grande. Uh, and the... Fuck. Oh, fuck. Isn't there a Danube? Danube, maybe? I don't know. There's only ever, like, five that they ever yeah, talk he's about. Yeah, got, he's got them all listed. Danube, Gander, Ganges. Ganges. Mekong, the Orin Gan- Coco, Rio Grande. The Warren Coco. That's in, like, one episode. Yeah. Rubicon, Shenandoah, Volga, Yangtze, Kiang, and Yukon. Oh, the Yukon. What was Captain Kirk's son's name? David Marcus. James Kirk II. David Marcus. (laughs) Hey, I was right. How many wives did Dr. Phlox have? Two, right? Three. Three? Yes. Oh, you're right. Three. Three. Three wives. Sa- Fiesel is the, the real horny one. She, like, <laughs> wants trip. This is, um, this is all you. Seven of okay. Nine's birth name. Uh, I know the ship is Raven, the Raven. Uh, what is her name? It's like, it's like something weird. It's like Moanica or something. It's like something weird. You, you were right with Nika part of that. Yeah, it's like, it's like. Danica Patrick. <laughs> it's like something like that. It is actually. I can hear it. I can hear it's, her like dad saying it's it. Annika Shit. Hold on. Hansen. Annika Hansen. Fuck. Yeah. Shit. Annika Hansen. While we're on the topic of Borg names, Jordy and the Enterprise befriend a Borg. What name do they give him? Hugh. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. What does Kapla roughly translate to? I love you very much. <laughs> Kapla is success in battle. Yeah, yeah. It's like good, uh, good, good fighting. Yeah, good luck or success. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's success in battle. Yeah, I think it's mostly because that's what they always do, right? How many marriages has Luwaxana had? Oh my god. I, it's like 60? I think it's f- four? I want to say like five. Counting, counting Odo. It's four. Counting Odo, though? I, she marries Odo I for like two seconds. I don't know. Because she marries, she's had, like, two at the beginning of TNG. Yeah, Troy, Troy's da- uh, dad. Uh, then, like, that weird guy who dies. Yeah. I think that's three, and then Odo's four. Yeah, okay, so it probably is four. I, maybe she doesn't marry Odo. Maybe, like, it, I forget. Maybe she, like, calls it off at the end or something. Or he's, like... I don't remember. She's, like... Because she's married to that guy who wants to take that baby. Yes. Who is played, so she probably does who is played by Kang. Oh, yeah. Who, interestingly enough, he looks like Mr. Freeze when he plays that guy. And he also yeah, voices Mr. Freeze in Batman the Animated and the Series. I love that show. There's your John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the toughest question worth double quat lose. What, <laughs> Well, she know! <laughs> what does PAD stand for? Personal... I think it's portable. Is it portable? Portable something data... Dictation de- data device? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We both got it wrong. It's portable auxiliary data display. I, was, I wasn't going to get that. It could have been any acronym-ish-y thing. I think, right? I think that makes you the Alpha Trek boy. Since you, no, you didn't know Seven of Nine's birth name. We got the exact I same amount of questions close. right. 
Yeah, we're actually. We're did you know Kirk's son's name? I didn't like remember it. Uh, <laughs> it looks like Jeff is the Alpha Trek boy. I'm the memory alpha. I wanted to say like David Duke. I was like David Duke. <laughs> That's like the first thing I thought, but like that was like David Duke's like a Nazi. So. Yeah, that is definitely not his yeah. son. His son just it's gets stabbed anything. to death by a Klingon. Yeah, that's they had to get rid of him. Uh, he can't be in these anymore. It's he's, complicating the plot. He's got to go be in really shitty, low-budget B-movies for the rest God, of his what life. what is he in? Is he in, like... He's in a movie they did on Best of the Worst. Is he in Abyss? Is he in that movie? I don't know. I don't think so. I know, he was good. in, um... Fucking the, the Booby Trap movie. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Our next email is from Rob, who says, Hello, gents. Hello, greetings, gents. First, a question that I'm too lazy to Google. Why does Quark not wear the the back-of-the-neck lampshade that most other Ferengi wear? Is he a rebel? Uh, Is every other Ferengi ashamed of the backs of their necks? (laughs) Are they hiding their second dicks under there? (laughs) I don't... I think that they were just like, don't wear it anymore. Because it's, like, stupid. Like... That's the thing I think they did early Rom on to like it for a while, and then he does. It yeah, he does. He wears it still when he's like a Bajoran, like yeah. militia. Oh, yeah, guy. he still wears it forever. I think. Yeah. I think it was they wanted him to stand out at a distance. Yeah, he's he's different, right? Like, yeah. Because the makeup makes it difficult to tell facial features from a distance, so he doesn't right. wear the back piece when everyone else does to differentiate right. him. Yeah, it's it's a thing they did, they did in uh, TNG, and I I just think that they were like, we don't need to do this anymore. Like we don't. They all still wear yeah. it in DS Nine, besides Quark. Yeah, I I I he probably Armin Shimmerman probably was like, I don't want to wear this thing. <laughs> also, here's an idea for the next collection: the chewing the scenery to bits collection. <laughs> oh my god! Shatner, John Delancey, and Avery Brooks are auto includes. Oh yes. I think it would make for some good conversation, or maybe not. I'm no expert. I, I love John Delancey, so yeah, fuck I it. love all three of them. So yeah, uh, yeah. at least their uh, performances. Uh, Shatner's right. actually kind of a prick, but <laughs> he's an old douchebag. Keep on keeping on, Trek boys. <laughs> Keep on sending us emails, please. <laughs> we love to read them. <laughs> Our next email is from Paul Paul Grosso. Oh, yeah. Who says, oh, hey, Trek Buds. Hey, hey hello. Hi. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, hi. hi. Oh. It's been a while since I shot an email your way, and I wanted to start off by thanking you guys again for continuing one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Hmm? Seriously. Like, ever. Damn! That's awesome, Paul. That's crazy. Thank you. You're crazy. <laughs> no, this is a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, but don't compliment me. Yeah, don't say don't nice things that to shit. Josh. I'm horrible. He's the worst. Ugh, Josh is here. <laughs> Josh is the best. Uh, Josh sucks. No, Josh, don't say that about Josh. <laughs> the first, my first question is. Uh, oh wait, I also have a couple of questions for the two of you to consider. Okay. Okay. Now it all makes sense. Gotcha. My first question is: If you could recast any character from any of the Star Trek series, who would it be and why? And what actor would you choose to recast them with? Oh my god! Oh, and what uh, kind of impact would this have on the show? Oh my god! That's a super. That's a. That's like requires like a thought process. I, a I don't question. know. 
That's t- that's really hard. I, don't I mean, think there was anyone? I don't know. I would probably recast Chakotay as someone who uh, does something. Yeah, that's. But like, would you would you uh, would you waste it on that show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it I might make the show better. Wesley Crusher, yes, as yes. someone who doesn't suck. Yeah, anybody like a homeless child who was working for Apple Slices would be better than him. Who's a good, like, kid actor that would have done an alright job at the time? Uh, River Phoenix. River Phoenix? Yeah. Um, He's in that other movie with that dumbass. Well, the whole idea of Wesley was so that kids would be able to, like, uh, project themselves, like, boys would be able to project themselves on them. And he was supposed to bring in young girls as an audience. Oh, because he's a a heartthrob? So put JTT on there, right? Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas. He's a little too young at that point, but I'm thinking of like 80s children. Oh yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. You could totally. I mean, fucking Corey Feldman would have been was, better. Like they could have put Corey Haim on there, and then his life would have ended up a lot better. Haim might have been better. Yeah, Haim was. He was a little older at that like, point. Maybe. Who? Uh, fuck. What's the name of the guy from Sliders? He was in Stand By Sliders. Me. Sliders. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell should have done it. We named everybody else from Stand By Me. <laughs> That wasn't fucking Will Wheaton. Everybody That's from what we Stand By Me that isn't Will yeah. Wheaton could be in this e- show. Yeah. Fucking even, what's his name? The fucking bad guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Jack, Jack Bauer. The fu- what's his fucking name? For oh, fuck's sake. fuck. I don't remember. Oh, my God. But Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. It's a fucking Venom Snake. He <laughs> could have put, like, a stuffed My Buddy doll in yeah, there. and fine. It would have been a bit. Worked fine. I think Jerry O'Connell probably would have been my pick though, because he Jerry O'Connell, he yeah, had like a little bit of humor to his acting. He's like an innocent boy yeah. too, you know. And he's he was like he grew up to be a much better looking person. He grew up to be a much better just overall yes. person from my perspective. <laughs> sorry, Will Wheaton. I know, no, I know, we've had our rough times. Sorry, together. fuck him. I'm sorry, Will Wheaton. I just, I just don't like everything you've ever done. <laughs> You, that as a professional, as a professional. So you mean Star Trek: The Next Generation, and then nothing else, and then well, I don't like that he's like the king of the nerds. Like that's stupid. He's not the king of the nerds. Well, he was the for guy like two from years. the movie Revenge of the Nerds is the <laughs> king of the nerds. David Carradine. <laughs> <laughs> that's his name, right? He's a Carradine. He's not like. The guy who plays fucking... I don't know. The guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. His last name's Carradine. What the fuck is I his don't know. He was Dude. actually the host of one of those shitty, like, sci-fi channel dork shows. Oh, like, yeah. Like, King of the Dorks or whatever. Yeah. He, well, he was at the... Robert Carradine. He was at uh, at Indie PopCon when we were there. He was in the room with did us. Did you kiss him? No, but the people did want to do that, I think. That's weird. <laughs> That's real weird. And Booger was there, too. Yeah, of course he is. What are they going to do? <laughs> uh, question two. Which episode of M-Class Podcast has been your favorite to record so far, and why? All of them. Next question. They are super fucking fun to do. Like, everyone yeah, I don't, have a great time. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have a favorite one, because like, they're all just as good. I mean, I had a really good time during the second episode that Kevin was on. That was a good one. I think that that one was crazy good. I feel like yeah, that was fun. when we finally got around to talking about the star- the terrible Star Trek reboot movies. Yeah, those were really good episodes. Those were good because I hate them and I love to hate them. Yeah. So 
And they were really fun to just like commiserate and just make fun of those terrible fucking. Well, I'm just together. glad that somebody else hates them because everyone else seems to like. Yeah. Be like whatever. There was a guy <laughs> in your stream earlier who was talking about how they do more more good for Star Trek than harm, and I was like, Oh, oh do they? Uh, I don't know about that, don't but know about okay. All that. Uh, any pointers for a novice who happens to be trying to start a podcast himself? Just have a schedule. <laughs> uh, you don't really need a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just talk about something you like to talk about. Like, that's that's what I would say. I would I would agree that you should have a schedule. Like, uh, we don't, it's, but you should. It's hard. It's hard to keep one. Look, do as I say, not as I do, okay? Yeah. <laughs> don't be like us. Be better than us. Pick a topic that you're really passionate about, and I would yeah. say make certain that you have a co-host that is just as passionate as you are. Yeah. Uh, don't have more than three people on your podcast at a time. Don't ask me to be really on it because I'm busy. Uh, giving each other time to talk. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm laughing because we just talked over each other and the last thing you said was be good about how giving everyone time to talk. It's, oh, it's just really funny. I'm that was sorry. just really funny. No, it was really funny. I'm leaving all this shit in. <laughs> this is staying in. Uh, some people could pull that off. though. Like, Sidecast does a pretty RA job. Yeah, I can't. Uh, it's hard with, like, more than three. It's real tough. Um... Any other any other hints? You you're on like eight podcasts. Uh, don't wear pants when doing them. Mm-hmm, Makes mm-hmm, you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's all I got. Uh, stick with it. You're not gonna be yeah. popular to beginning to yeah. begin with. Like we're not popular now, and we've done yeah, like thirty some us. episodes of our podcast. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> we'll probably never be popular, but uh, yeah, do it because you want to do it and have fun doing it. Yes. That's all that I could say also. That's all. Um, make Josh be on your podcast. I said don't. I'm too busy. <laughs> I said that already. I said don't ask me to do it. I'm too busy. <laughs> he has like a million podcasts. I got fucking shit I gotta do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, apologies if someone has already asked these questions or one similar to them, but thanks for taking the time to read this. Don't. Don't ever apologize for sending an email to us. No. That's crazy. Everyone should send emails. We can't read them all, but we try. Yeah, we try. don't that thank you for sending the email. Don't apologize. Our next email is from Poppy. Poppy? Poppy. Like P O P P Y? Yeah, Poppy. Like the seed? Oi Trek boys. <laughs> Poppy's from Ireland. <laughs> I wanted to suffer along with you, so I took notes while I watched the TNG episode. Ooh. Here's what I learned. One, everybody chokes on their line. Was the entire case cast baked? If not, baked? why not? <laughs> they probably weren't baked. They were probably, like, thought, like, think about it. It's, like, the second episode, right? So, like, they shot, they shoot these in, like, uh... Uh, like, uh, order, like, in weeks, right? Yeah. Like, every week they would do a new one. So they were probably like, what did we get ourselves into? Yeah, like, what this is point? this? Why are we yeah. doing all this? They probably were like, this might not be a great idea. Um, <laughs> there was definitely one person who felt that way, Denise Crosby. Yeah. Who uh, left the show not too long after. 
Whoopsies. Uh, two, is Troy wearing a diaper? Why doesn't she wear the same uniform as everybody else? Oh, she just had a thing. She just had, like, a thing about this. Uh, Marina Sirtis, right? That's her name? Yeah. She uh, was at a con, and she talked about this. I would recommend you go watch it. It's on YouTube. Uh, put in, like, uh, Marina Sirtis, like, costume or something. She, she, like, talks about why they made her wear a different outfit, and it's not very nice, so... Did they make her wear a different outfit so they could show off her boobies? Yes, she is the hot one. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. She is not wearing a diaper. No, no diapers. From the moment the vaccine aliens uh, beam aboard the X-Men logo, I just couldn't stop repeating, (laughs) nope, 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 no, 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 no. The vaccine aliens. I mean, technically that's what we're supposed to think they are. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, really leaning hard on TOS. The music is like super heavy-handed commentary on the action, and they went heavy on the morality, too. That's the 60s, man. TNG is... This episode of TNG is worse than any episode of TOS, and I'll fucking yeah, play it, anybody. Yeah, this is... It, it, might, this, it might be the worst episode of Star Trek. It is. Like, like I, yeah. I will put my money where my mouth is on this one. This is the worst episode of Star yeah. Trek. Agreed. Uh, apparently, th- this person is a doctor because they get really oh. angry about Doctor Crusher getting all like emotional in this episode. Well, we'll take your word for it because we don't know shit about Doctor. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I don't know anything about being a doctor, so. You got it. Uh, th- <laughs> you got it, Poppy. <laughs> this is like Move Along Home and a Muck Time had a baby and circumcised <laughs> all the homoerotic undertones out, but replaced them with lesbian fantasy porn. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that. Given the number of uncomfortably weird TNG episodes, I think the writers had some issues. Maybe a lifetime subscription. Who can know? Well, we talk about the writer. She She's infamous for this. Yeah, like, she got away with this twice. The same story. Yeah. So she definitely has an issue. She got some some, uh, some pent-up uh, issues that she can't find elsewhere. Um, I got to wondering, can a good director and good actor save a bad script? If uh, Generally, no. <sighs> I mean, generally speaking, no. Like, look at movies now. Like, look how shitty, like, writing is in movies now. I mean, I know this is an objective, this is a subjective uh, commentary, but that's all that we do here. Oh, yeah. So, look at movies now and who's in them. There are talented, very amazing people in these movies that can't save them. Like, look at The Hobbit. They wrote that script, like, every day. They showed up and wrote it on the fly and fucking... uh, uh, what's his name? Gandalf, like, flipped the Ian fuck out. McKellen. Ian McKellen. Yeah, yeah, he was like, he's like, I can't do this. And, like, those movies are terrible. And he's amazing. I mean, the cast no. of that movie are all talented actors. Yeah. Yeah. But the writing. I feel Generally, like the directing the... is actually kind of. Like, Peter Jackson forgot how to direct movies for three I don't movies. think he really wanted to do three. That's the problem. No. I think He didn't want to do them at all. It. Like, the guy who was supposed yeah. to do them quit. Guillermo del Toro Yeah, uh, was gonna do it. Good decision, Guillermo. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been cool, though. He's I good. I love Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro's movies. I do, too. I do, too. Um, Hellboy. Yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. I love Pan's Labyrinth. It's fucking amazing. 
Yeah. Um, if you need me, I'll be jumping sharks in space. Trekly yours, <laughs> Poppy. Thanks, Poppy. Thank you Are you really a doctor, Poppy? Dr. Poppy. Thanks, Dr. Poppy. Dr. Poppy Peepo Popo. <laughs> Our uh, next email is from Greg. Hi, Greg. He says, hi, Trek Boys. Trek Boys. As a teenager, I remember legitimately enjoying Voyager. I must have been a real mm. cool teen. <laughs> now I really enjoy TOS, and Voyager is Voyager. Yeah. Have your Trek tastes changed at all? Do you now enjoy a series or character that you didn't previously? Or do you hate one that you used to love? Looking forward to your next collection, whatever it will be. Greg. I used to like Voyager 2 when I was a teenager. I was, we're probably the same age. Uh, I was in middle school when that show was on, and I remember loving it. Um, I never but liked it. you had to... I think you had to remember that television worked differently then, and that was... I mean, you know, like, you're a teenager. Like, you had to just sit and watch a show, and that was it. Like, you didn't get to pick what oh, you yeah. wanted. You, like, if something wasn't on any of the other channels, like, yeah. you would end up watching Voyager. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like Voyager would be on, and then like Friday night you would watch like Hercules and Xena. Oh yeah, like, for sure. I watched the fuck and, out of those shows. Yeah, that was fucking like it, right? And like as a, like a fourteen year old or whatever, that's like incredible. You're like, this is great. Uh, but I don't I don't like dislike Star Trek uh, more. Like, like I I don't I won't watch Voyager, but like. I don't know. Like I love the other ones so much more as I get mm-hmm. older. Like they're so good. So I don't know. Except for the JJ movies, I hate them every day. Yeah, in my life. I feel like that changed. Like I thought the 2009 movie wasn't that bad the first time I watched it. Well, the first time I watched it, I also thought that too. And then I watched it again. And then I thought about it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is bullshit." Yeah. Like the second time I watched it, I was like, "Oh god, this is actually really bad." Yeah, I was like not excited, and I was like, "Well, okay." And I started thinking, like, "Well, why? Why does this? Why is this?" <laughs> TOS has changed yeah. for me. Yeah. When I was a kid, uh, TOS was this sort of like fun, kitschy thing that I watched and I enjoyed, all right. But right. I, I thought it was like old and busted, and TNG was yeah. the new hotness. Oh yeah. And as an adult, like, even now, the older I get, the more appreciation I get for TOS and what it did and what it laid out. Yeah. And uh, I feel like a lot of people go through that. Like, I've talked to a lot Mm -hmm. of M-Class listeners who are like, you know, uh, before I started listening to M-Class, like, I hadn't watched TOS since I was a kid. And I thought it was old and hokey, and I went back and watched it, and you're right. There's all these, like, great sci-fi concepts that they use that are honestly done really well like one oh i mean it was with TNG. it was like yeah it was coming off of like uh i mean you got like a lot of crazy good science fiction writing going on in the 50s mm-hmm. like we we tend to think of the 50s as like the b-movie sci-fi era but like people were writing stories like like uh like heinlein and shit they were writing stories oh, yeah. that were just like incredible and like Twilight Zone is like one of my favorite shows ever. For sure. And like that shit is like incredible. And Star Trek was like riding that wave, man. TOS like, has a lot in common with Twilight oh, yeah. Zone. And I mean, they every actor that was on TOS was on an episode of Twilight Zone at a certain yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> they use a lot of those crazy Twilight Zone concepts, and you get a lot of human condition stories out of that. Yeah. And a lot of allegory for problems that were going on then that are still going on today. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes they were a little heavy-handed, but, I mean, they're still done yeah. really well. Yeah, they're still, right, they're still, like, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything I used to, that I hate now that I used to love, though. Yeah, I don't... I'm gaining an appreciation for Enterprise, thanks to Josh. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Hopefully, like, I'm passing on some appreciation for TOS to him. I, I dude, I was watching it the other day and I was like yeah I mean I used to watch it when I was little also but I uh, I actually was watching the animated show oh, and I was like I need to start watching this is that. like I was like this is like pretty good yeah. I was like this is actually pretty fucking the good the animation like, is like on par with animation of the time and the so stories are like great but yeah the stories are good there are way way worse cartoons that I loved way more as a kid you know, like like I was watching the real Ghostbusters the other day, oh, yeah. and I love I love that cartoon, but it's like an '80s cartoon, so it's like stupid. It's really the first episode is so painful that I couldn't watch anymore. Oh, I, I love when Janine Janine is like, "I still love you, Egon," because like in the show she like loves him or whatever. For like no, I reason. mean the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's stupid. Uh, thanks for writing They're in, both- though, Greg. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> Our next email is from Cheeto Puffs. <laughs> Absolutely a real name. Cheeto Pup. Uh, actually, they, the, she says, Howdy, y'all. My name is Nicole, and I'm a college senior fixing to graduate in May 2018. We're just going to call you Cheeto Puffs. All right, Cheeto. Before, Cheeto Puffs. Before then, though, I will be presenting a scholarly paper slash speech about Star Trek at a local academic conference. Yes, oh, wow. really. That's awesome! That is really fucking cool. That's incredible. I'm excited. Uh, One of the topics (laughs) I'm going to be discussing is in response to Discovery's openly gay character, who is white and male at the same time. Can't win them all. Yes. Yeah. And how that breaks new ground for the series, because, in my opinion, the franchise in general doesn't have a good history with LGBT issues. True. That segs into asking for your take on two episodes of TNG in particular, The Host and The Outcast. I'm interested to hear what mm-hmm. you think about them. From a new fan. Uh, the Outcast, I think, is the one with the the guy who uh, Crusher falls in love with? That's is that right? The Host. The Host is the That's trill. That's the Host. The Host is the trill. No, yeah. she falls in love with both of them. Is the outcast another one with? Her yeah, he's the on? guy who's like hurt, right? No, he gets hurt and the they... outcast is the one where Riker falls in love with the non-binary, like oh, the non-gender, yes, yes. Janai. Right, right, right. Okay, so the so back in the eighties, right? Like you couldn't just have um, openly gay stories. Like you just couldn't. Yeah, I mean, this is like ninety one and ninety two, so it's like right yeah. at the edge of the eighties. Yeah, things were, like, shitty then, and, like, you couldn't, like... So you had to make a, a, a an allegory, and, and a very heavy-handed allegory, uh, you yeah, know, the at that. the is a very heavy-handed allegory for gender yeah. issues. Yes. Yeah, uh, The host so, gets to... The host catches a lot of flack, um, rightfully so in a lot of ways, but it's the, the... The trill ends up bonded with a female... And even though we later learn that, like, you're not allowed to continue parts of your life from before you were bonded with a new host, uh, the new host, the lady, still wants to be with Crusher. But Crusher does not because she's not gay. Right. And uh, I I, I understand why that would be a problem for a lot of people, 
but I yeah. mean, it would be the same if like you expected a gay character to be with a man at the end of that, like a gay woman to right. be with a man at the end of that. Like you can't change who you are, right? Uh, yeah, I, feel I, like I, I, I TNG did a whole lot of reverse on an issue. Like, oh well, the issue is like gender. Like people don't accept people of like non-binary genders or like people who change their genders or stuff and this person is from a non-binary culture and wants a gender like the opposite flip which doesn't work that great no i when it when i was little though i remember i very very much realized that the outcast was about gay people like it's 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 super about that (laughs) It's 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 like about that pretty heavily, it, but it's, it's also it's like uh, people who are, are like transgender as well. It's it's yeah, very heavily yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean, like that's like a very like like the literal like that's kind of literally what it is. Also, but like I like like Riker questioning like, well, what is it to love someone? Like that's that's yeah, very absolutely. like yeah. So I I don't know I I. But, like, things back then were, like, I don't want to, like, sound like an old man or anything, but, like, you just couldn't, like, have stories like that because people Unf- lived in a different time yeah. that was worse. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, that's a pet peeve of mine and maybe it shouldn't be because, like, I understand where people are coming from entirely when they look back at older Star Trek and they're like, oh, well, this Star Trek didn't do enough for LGBT issues or this right. Star Trek didn't do enough for, like, race issues Right. But really, in their time and place, these shows were radical. Right. And, like, they, they were, weren't ready they were, like, to confront it like we do now. Like, now we are all ready. I think I can speak for you too, Jeff, to say, like, well, fuck it. Like, just write a story about the thing that you want yeah, to talk about because exactly. we're all ready. People back then were not ready for that shit. I, like, I mean, people didn't even know, like, like, there, I mean, there's just like there's just like a like an ignorance level oh, you yeah. have to cut through. It's a stepping you know? stone kind of thing, right? Though, right? Like if it wasn't for episodes of TNG and DS9 trying very clumsily and with kid right. gloves to touch on issues of LGBT, then right. there wouldn't be an openly gay character in Discovery ever, right? You have to yeah, have your stepping still, stones right. in order to get there, and I mean these episodes are clumsy allegory, but. At the time, like, as a kid, I learned a lot of life lessons from TNG that I wouldn't yeah. have learned otherwise. Like, I wouldn't be anywhere near as, like, open-minded as I am today if I hadn't seen Absolutely. any of these episodes as a kid. It, it's the greatest strength of these shows is empathy, which I think is, like, one of, like, they talk about, they talk about that in Star Trek. Like, they have Vulcan characters say, like, your your species is, has, has great empathy, like, you're able to like understand things mm-hmm. and like they're not talking about like the people the characters in the show they're talking about the people watching the show yeah and they're saying like you have great empathy try using it and see what happens to the world when you have empathy toward fellow human beings like you'll be surprised i feel like right? it's, it's definitely like over time for a, for like an openly gay character to appear in Star oh, Trek, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, really, for sure. the time when they should have tackled an openly gay character probably should have been like early DS Nine. Early DS Nine, definitely Enterprise. Yeah, Enterprise and been, Voyager like, should have absolutely had openly gay characters. Voyager for sure. Like, 
if you want one thing to make that show like a little more interesting, like at least like a better like that show needs all the character help it can oh, get. Oh, for sure. And having and having like yeah, having an openly gay character, I think, would have made the show like the stories would have been just better because they're all stuck on that ship together. So like, I don't know. There's more human stories to be had than there are in that show. So. It became TNG 2.0 with so many like yeah. recycled, watered down versions of stories from TNG. Yeah. They're just doing the, they're just flying through the galaxy and seeing. It should stuff. have been stories about people and people interacting right. with people, and having an openly gay character would have been a great way to do that, especially because the Delta Quadrant might not be as like accepting of that type of person as right. the Alpha and Beta Quadrants are. Well, the the Delta Quadrant is like fucking like backwater Alabama yeah, of the absolutely. galaxy. So. And you could have seen like like an openly gay character confronting these types of prejudices who's from a background where they're completely accepted on Earth. Right. Because right. like we've evolved to the point where like we're not fucking Neanderthals about that shit. Yeah, we can it, it would have been that, like, you know, people are yeah. different and people like being gay is just a natural part of life, you know? Right. There's just going to be gay people because there just are. And, like, coming from that <laughs> like, background and going into this, like, new quadrant where, like, these crazy alien assholes are like, well, that's not natural or whatever. They could just... There could be some great stories to be told yeah, of, from that character's point of view. Instead, we got fucking, like, Tom Paris. Yeah, and you and get Ensign fucking... Kim. Ensign Kim. Yeah. Like, make Ensign Kim... Uh make him uh, openly gay and like he has to like there's like a whole other set of issues with that though well i know i yeah i was gonna like, say like don't make him like asian because like like you know like yeah you know, we talk about we've that. talked about that before like the yeah. effeminization of asian men in media right and i mean i don't think making a character gay makes them effeminate myself no no but i no, mean there right. are people who would argue there are people who would. I, yeah but like you make you make that ensign whoever it is you make them gay uh, lesbian or gay, and then not only are they like entering a new world, like in television, so to speak, but they're entering the new a new world in the story, and it, it allows for like that foundation, I think, to just write really compelling drama, right? Yeah. Like they they do a lot of like offhanded, like almost transgender issues type things with Jedzia in yeah, DS9. Yeah. But they also yeah. use her for, like, this quasi-fat, like, masturbation fuel for nerds episode where she's, like, right. in love with a woman who used to be a man. Right. Well, she's, she's like, free. She's, like, a hippie. Yeah. She's, like, a space hippie, right? Like, so she, like, episode runs like around naked and so shit. so fucking, like, tepid, though. It's, like, yeah. uh, flirtation and, like, one kiss. And then they're, like, actually, yeah. no, we can't be together. Yeah, you watch it now and you're, like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the time, uh, yeah. I'm sure like there was fucking like articles all over like newspapers and the internet, like fucking yeah. like they're eroding the morality of Star Trek or whatever. Right, right, whatever. But like you look back on it now, and you're like, after all the stepping stones that were laid out before, that's like the best they could do at the time. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate. We can do that like a whole so podcast long, about right? this. But yeah, yeah, we went yeah, off no. the, we went off on a tangent there. We could totally talk about this like the whole like a whole show, uh, which you know, I would I would love to because I I I think we agree with each other. Like, yeah. it's just uh, we t I think we talked about it a little bit in the uh, 
Beyond episode where uh, they have Sulu like meet his his husband at Yorktown and they have the, their daughter there. Yeah. And, like, how people were like, oh, my God. So we talked about that a little bit and how I was just like, well, yeah, because, like, you know, Sulu's gay, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, whatever, Sulu's gay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was weird that, like, uh, George Takei himself came out and was like, well, this is wrong. You're, like, ruining Roddenberry's vision or whatever. But, like, yeah. how? Why? It, it's And I think I said it then. It's, it's an homage to George, not an homage to Sulu. Like... George Takei is gay. Yeah. He's a gay man. Like, it's it's for him. It's not for Sulu. And I'm fine with that, because, yeah. like, I mean, whatever. It's, it's like a different universe or whatever. If, like, all these characters can look completely and totally fucking different and have different personalities, right. then one of them can be gay. Right. Uh, Maybe Sulu was just always gay. When it, and when they're talking to... to in uh, in generations in the beginning when they meet the, their daughter like maybe he doesn't talk about his wife yeah 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 maybe she, they just know that he was gay like like they don't care you know I like to think of it that way in my head canon because like I, I think that's nice and it yeah. gives me hope for human beings so it's in the far flung future of Star Trek in the utopian future everyone can be what they want and no one will try to harm them for it and that's a beautiful yeah. world that I everyone has to. yeah everyone has equal rights and god fake god real god whatever you believe i hope that that is true yeah. someday um thanks for that email though nicole that's a great email i, I yes. hope that your speech your dissertation goes well hopefully yes. you can get that recorded because i'd love to hear it oh yeah me too uh, our next email is from Kyle, who says, Hi, Kyle. Greetings, Trek boys. Hello, Trek gentlemen. <laughs> Trek boys. The Trek uh, boys. How's your day going? Are your poops solid? I hope you guys are doing well. <laughs> not too solid. Uh, it's not been going well on that front for me, but we'll skip that. <laughs> uh, I have an M-Class Presents Boston Sean's Pitch It or Ditch It for you guys. Oh my god. Dr. Crusher gets a message from the headmaster of Starfleet Academy. Wesley uh -huh. has become dependent on amphetamines in order to deal with his <laughs> huge workload and faces expulsion. Oh no, let him expelled. Get him out. Do Dr. Crusher reluctantly convinces Picard to journey with her to Earth to speak on Wesley's behalf. No! The Traveler Pass. is implicated in a drug smuggling operation. What? <laughs> Worf goes undercover to find their supplier. This is all over the goddamn map right now. Hold up, hold up. Nancy Reagan guest stars as the Academy's guidance counselor on a very special episode. <laughs> I, I do not agree with this uh, just say no agenda you're pushing. I'm going to have to ditch it because Wesley's in Ditch it. it. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna have to go ahead and dish that one. It's me, Nancy Reagan. Maybe if we can get a scene of Wesley going, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so, so excited. I'm, I'm so, so scared. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would watch it just for that. Uh, additionally, have you guys thought about doing a collection that showcases the different alien species? You could talk about oh, their man. origins and the best, worst episodes involving them, among other things. That's a good one, too. Oh, my God. One Love, Kyle. One Love. That's a U2 song. It's called One. We've talked about... Uh, I thought that was like <laughs> One Heart, 
Let's get together and feel alright. That's, yeah, that's, who's that? That's uh, Bob uh, Marley. Bob Marley, yeah. Um, He's better than you yes, two. Yes, I actually really don't like you two. I just, I don't, we we could talk about we're, that later. We're the same I guy. Also, yeah, I don't, I don't like you two. We've talked about uh, doing, starting with a Romulan collection. Maybe that's what we'll do next. Oh, yeah, that'd be that'd great. That'd be pretty cool. They're assholes. I love the Romulans. <laughs> They're so angry about stuff. Thanks for the email, Kyle. We got uh, we got you. two more here. We got two more. Okay, those emails. Our uh, next email is from Asim, who says, awesome. "Howdy, Trek boys." Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey! hey. <laughs> I'm glad I finally gave in to Josh's persistent pitching of M class on pretend friends. You guys are awesome. Yeah. You've been talking about me. Yeah, I said, follow my friend and me, Jeff and me. And me, and also me. I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it, too. Uh, sadly, none of my friends ever got into Star Trek, despite my best efforts, so this is extra awesome. Nice. Star Trek is sometimes a hard sell. I don't know why, because yeah, I love it so People much. are reluctant. People are very reluctant, but once, they, once they're once they there, they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is I actually really good. Yeah. Anyways, here's some stuff. What's your favorite bridge? For work or pleasure, your oh. choice. I personally prefer oh. the dark tones of the Voyager bridge the most, though TNG is like a really comfy living room. <laughs> TNG is too bright. I don't like it, that it, much It does light. look like an old lady's living room. Yeah, I would go TNG if it was the night shift with Data when he turns the lights down low. Yeah. Or like I would the, do that. the battle bridge on like the alternate yeah. dimension version where everything's down like dark. Yeah, I would do the 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 E, the Enterprise E, before I would do TNG, because it's darker yeah, and it's like it's too bright, hurts my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Defiant's like tiny, so I don't know. I'm gonna have to go with the TOS bridge because it's so fucking like 1960s, fucking old ass compasses yeah, and shit. So many fucking like <laughs> light up switches. It just it looks amazing. It's impossible not to, uh, like you just said, like you mentioned it, and I just heard the noises oh, yeah. in my head. It's impossible not to hear. The and noises. also, like when something dramatic happens, there will be like a slit of light that appears over your eyes <laughs> when you look like really menacingly in the distance, <laughs> which is super dope. <laughs> Good job. Good job, DPs. <laughs> what you gotta pick one. Pick one? Yeah. Oh god. I, I, I don't like the Voyager bridge. Uh, I don't either. It's like a hallway. The Defiant <laughs> is like tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny. I, I'd go with oh, You god. can pick the E. I'd go with the E. It's big and it's dark, so that's what I want. And the big dark house. I think of, yeah, like my house is. Uh, what other half characters would you like to see? They seem to be a staple of the series. We have half Vulcan, half, characters? half Betazoid, oh. half Klingon, maybe a half Tellarite, or a half Vulcan, oh, half wow. Andorian. What would that as antenna look like? I would love a, uh, I would love just an Andorian character. Yeah. Like you don't see. Get I would them. love a Tellarite. I think that would Tellarites be are fucking great. amazing. They're in Enterprise, and they're. Awesome. I, I've and seen the Andorians the are also. with Tellarites in them for Enterprise. They're, dude, they're like my kind of people, dude. The, they say what they think. I love Tellarites it. Tellarites love arguing. Arguing yeah. is a sport on their planet. And I would yeah, love when, for a captain to be like, Mr. Tellarite down in engineering, I need more power. And him to be like, what, do you, what the hell do you need more power for? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I. 
you gotta watch Enterprise when they meet the Tellarites, because, like, Scott Bakula's great. He, like... Like, I saw the episode where a Tellarite kidnaps him. Yeah, no, that one's not as good. When they, like, when, like, they formally, like, Yeah, I did see the one where the two Tellarites come aboard as ambassadors. Yes, yes. And I love Tellarites, so... And he's, like... He's like, oh, you guys smell. And the, and the guy looks at him. He's like, all right, you're all right, Archer. <laughs> it's great. It's pretty good. Tellarites are like space dwarves. Yeah. I love Dude, that. it's fucking, yeah, it's fucking J.R.R. Tolkien. Like, I would absolutely love for a ship to have a Vulcan, an Andorian, and a Tellarite on it. Yeah, you would think that that would happen a lot more. Yeah, you would imagine. Apparently, the there's like founding a shitload races of them. don't mix ships very often. I don't. I, that to me seems super weird. Yeah. Like they wouldn't care. They would be like, "This is your job." I mean, in, <laughs> go do in the that. overall story of Star Trek, like they're on ships together all the time. It's just you don't yeah. see it, right? Because they, yeah, because they don't want to. I know. Half characters... I love Andorians. I feel like half characters function in in a similar way to, like, half white characters in things. Right, It gives, right. like, your white audience an ability to be like, all right, Empathize. this is a guy. I'm a racist, but right. this is half guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. But I know exactly what you're like, saying. <laughs> so I just want, like, an actual Tellarite or an actual Andorian... Yeah, I, I, that's the main thing I want. Just give me some Mandorians. Yeah, I mean, we haven't They're even great. had an actual Betazoid besides Loxana, who is an actual yeah. member of Starfleet. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. When we, when we get our own Star Trek series, maybe. One day. We'll get you to play an Andorian, and I'll play a Vulcan. I'd be a great Andorian. Uh, I'm very angry. Anyway, Boston Sean's peyote. P-I-O-D-I. Pitch it or ditch it. Peyote. <laughs> Peyote. <laughs> Gotta take some Peyote. <laughs> Boston Sean's Peyote. <laughs> I've been watching through DS9 again, so these all take place on DS9. Nice. One. B-plot. Barkley visits DS9. Uh-huh. And the A-plot immediately falls in love with Kira. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I don't... I don't think Barkley could handle. No, Kira. he really couldn't. While moping yeah. at the bar, Quark off. Qu- why did I say it that way? While moping Quark. at the bar, Quark offers him a deal. Quark will feed Barkley lines through a hidden train. This is Cyrano de Bergerac, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. To help him get a date, in re- in return, Quark demands Barkley to make raunchier and raunchier hollow sweet programs. They kind of do this one, too, where they make the Kira hologram, and then they replace it with the Quark's head. Yeah. They kind of do Eventually, this. things come to a head. We learn a lesson about being yourself, and Barkley sees that there are even more depraved hollow addicts than him. <laughs> that, I don't know if that's good. No, that's not a good lesson at all. <laughs> I don't... I mean... I, I mean, Quark's hollow suites are more like before the Federation gets there. They're prostitution suites. Yeah. That's what they are. Like, um, they're like hollow prostitutes. I don't. Know. So I might have to pitch this one just because I like Barkley so much. <laughs> I, yeah. All right. I mean, I. I would look, love, I love to see Barkley interact with the cast of DS Nine. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I'm a pitch right, it. Pitch it. <laughs> Two, uh, maybe a movie for DS9? Oh! 
Oh my god, yes. Uh, a traveler arrives on DS9 and does essentially the same thing to Jake Sisko that he did to Wesley, except no! except Ben is way more pissed than Crusher was. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, Odo investigates and finds out travelers have been pulling this with other children of important ranked Federation people ref- re- recently. It turns out that they are somehow related to the Prophets, fallen after some four-dimensional conflict, who tell Sisko they are actually like Terminators traveling into the past, removing important people for history before they grow up. Oh my god. Like pawn, like a, what a paw race. Yeah. Maybe throw in some Bajoran religious stuff where they worship the Traveler as some kind of messiah, which makes things extra tough on Cisco. Oh, I kind of like this. I actually like this kinda, episode a lot. I kind of like this a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to super pitch it. I want to actually yeah, see that, this. That's great. I, it does a lot of things for me, like expands on the Bajorans a little bit. I, I like that. I like this. It explains what the fuck the traveler is in a way that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, anytime you can you can bring something back like that and make it better, I'm all for that. So, oh, uh, and to add to the list, I am pursuing my PhD in artificial intelligence. So no lab work for me, just programming. All right, Noonien (laughs) Soong. We have so many PhD candidates. Uh, Man, our lives are so shitty compared to these people. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. People in making it so. Senior engineer, awesome. Oh, man. If you invent AI, uh, can you make sure that Jeff and I are on the list of do not kill? Yes, please. please. Yes, please. And our loved ones. Dude, I absolutely love it when people send us emails and have like their rank and position on a ship at the end of it. I love that. Like, uh, I love that. Eric Bogenschutz. Had uh, yeah. junior science officer. That's incredible. He actually, I think he was on the USS Bozeman, even. What? No. Yeah. He had that listed as his ship. That's crazy. And I responded back to him that I was the chief of security on the USS Excalibur, which is nice. which is a little super nerdy joke in that the Excalibur <laughs> blows up in both T- uh, D- uh, TOS and uh, in D- DS9. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's like cursed ass ship names, dude. Like, it's it's a little bit of a joke. I'm the chief of security on two ships that get blown up. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Our uh, our next email, our last email, is from oh Jenna, aka Unfettered Goddess. Hello, a real goddess has emailed us. Unfettered. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Just wanted to write in and say how much I appreciate you doing the bad episode collection. You're very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad somebody got some enjoyment out of those episodes. It, it was super fun to watch how horrible they were. <laughs> it was great. I know it must have been horrific. My boyfriend hates Voyager with a passion, and I honestly haven't watched it until now. Yeah. I watched Threshold, and it made my brain hurt. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's not a good one to start with, either, for Voyager. None of them are good. None of them are really good to start with. Yeah. I don't know Man, what I would tell people to watch. You'd have to make a... Uh, dude, I, yeah, I don't know what you'd do with that show. I don't know. What do you watch to cleanse your mind after this mess? Steve Nemzik oh. suggested Battlestar Galactica, and now I'm hooked on that. Damn it, Steve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh... I try to watch, like, when I want to, like, not think, I try to watch, uh, 
Uh, Kevin Kevin Cole, friend of the show, said the other day, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give him credit, but also steal his line. Uh, he said it's never it's never a a bad time to watch B minus television, right? Mm-hmm. So when I go to sleep, like I've said before, I usually watch like Futurama or something that I can just mindlessly like listen to. That's what I do when I want to not like think. I play uh, video games. Yeah, I I can't. I get too addicted like, to the to the video game. I, I am addicted. Like I just I looked at my time in Mario Odyssey because I play it because it's just so fucking cheerful and happy and like you can just do whatever you want in the game. And I have like a yeah. hundred and some hours in it now. Oh yeah, I don't even want to tell you about my Skyrim hours. That's it's. Oh, it's my Skyrim hours are well above the hundred as well. So. Oh no, I mean I'm, I'm sure you're I'm in not thousands. A, uh, oh yeah, I don't want. I don't even want to tell, tell you. Tell me, Josh. I don't even want to tell you. I don't. I'd have to look. It's a lot. <laughs> the thing is, like, I feel like I haven't played. Like, I've beaten Odyssey twice. I got nine hundred ninety-nine of the moons like there's only 999 moons in the game and i got them you got all the moons i beat the game 100 percent, and i still just go back and keep playing it you just like it yeah and no i i I think that's how skyrim is with me i just want to go in there i want to live in that world yeah i want i'd love to live in the mario odyssey world because you just get to go on vacations to a bunch of really fun ass (laughs) kingdoms (laughs) i want to do that yeah I know you probably haven't seen it, but there's a beach kingdom that like I just want to fucking live in forever. I saw it. I saw that one. It's like, I saw beach kingdom. The water is like carbonated. That's like soda yeah, water. It fucking sounds great. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, like if I'm gonna watch something, it's probably gonna be TNG to cleanse my yeah, mind. Ag- agreed. That's the easiest one to like slip into like a bath. Oh, yeah. You know, very. It's a like warm, comforting sheets that you can just pull it's around very, yourself. And, it's very comforting. Um, love you guys and thanks for all the laughs, Jenna, aka thank you. Unfettered Goddess. Thank you very much. It's a great email. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for all the emails, everybody. We really appreciate them. Yeah, keep sending them. E- sending them emails. We're <laughs> keep on sending them emails. Sending them emails. <laughs> Uh, we're we're running out of time. My lawyers are like, stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get sued, kid. You're gonna get fired from a podcast. What's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Please, Jeff, don't fire me. I need this. Um, you know what? If you would like to have your emails read on the air during M class emails, then you can send them. Uh, you can send all your questions, all your comments, all your love, and all your hate to yeah. mclassemail at gmail.com. That's singular, singular. email. mclassemail. Yeah, mclassemail at gmail.com. There you go. Uh, eventually, didn't, that might change, but I don't know. I'm lazy. We didn't do a very good job. Uh, mcla- <laughs> M-class it. podcast was taken. <laughs> Yeah, some ass tard took it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Uh, who has that? Why would you have it? Um, I don't whatever. know. Maybe they thought of the name before we. I don't I'm know. thinking I mean, that like I didn't make the email until after we'd already done an episode, and some asshole like snatched it up. Yeah, that might have been it. Anyway, uh, send us an email there, or you can follow us on Twitter at M Class Podcast. Yeah. And uh, we will be announcing our new collection of episodes so that you can watch along and listen along uh, probably uh, before 
before this episode comes out, and so it'll already be there by the time you go there. <laughs> Time paradox. Hey, think about it until your brain explodes. Don't think about it too hard, especially if you're a robot. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> They'll die. They hate that shit. They really do. Uh, yeah, I'd do. like to they thank everybody it. who wrote in. I'd like to thank yeah. everybody who listens to our podcasts. Those were great emails. This was this was a good this was good emails. Uh, I'd like to point out that your boy Josh streams some video games. <gasps> Why don't you tell people about that? Uh, I stream on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, typically at like six o'clock Eastern time on uh, Twitch.tv slash Continue Show. I play lots of stupid questy games. He did. He played uh, Quest been, 64, the stupidest questy game. I played Quest 64 and beat it, so uh, I'll do anything <laughs> for money. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, he will, guys. <laughs> anything. <laughs> he, he plays a lot of really fun games like Legend of Zelda, like Skyrim, like uh, ESO, Star Trek yeah. Online. I've been playing. I play. I was gonna play STO today, but uh, I figured that we would try to get ahead in Secret of Mana remake, and then it took a dump and on me. That was a so poor decision. <laughs> I made a. I made the wrong choice. He also plays Vermintide sometimes with people in the chat. Yeah, we're gonna try to like get people. Uh, I want. I want to think of a thing to do, like a like a lottery or something, to get people in there. It's, it's probably uh, doable. Me. Make it fair. I don't want, you know... It's probably, like, a roll of a dice thing, maybe. Yeah, like a roll, yeah. Um, I'm sure that there's widgets like that in in the Twitch thing. I haven't streamed anything yet. Uh, oh maybe one day. Uh, I, I am open for commissions right now, if you would like some art. Buy his art! You can hit me up at underscore Jeff Pennington on Twitter... Nice. And uh, I will make artwork for you. He makes artwork for the show. I love yes. it. I make all the art for the show, all the logos, all the everything. So give me your money. This week we were catfish, man. I love it. I love I love <laughs> that one so much. I saw it and I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like nailed the angle, like the camera angle. Because yeah. it's like this weird fucking camera angle when they show it. I don't, I don't know what that angle I, is about, but I was like, I gotta get mwah. that. I gotta get it right. Mwah. It was perfect. I was like, that's perfect. Uh, buy my art, watch Josh's streams, and follow us on follow Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, send us emails, do all the things that you can do to show you love us, because we love you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on M-Class Emails or M-Class Podcast. Bye. Bye-bye.